it's always a blessing to be here at Hope Church. Uh, uh, we have traveled a lot, but always uh, come is always a treat because uh, we, we, love, we love this church and you guys uh, mean a lot to us. Uh, it's, it's so good when I was sitting here watching this video about these kids in Haiti going to school. Uh, Haiti is a country that's so much in need. As you heard about the earthquake and uh, kids are not going to school. But also Haiti is a country where uh, the rest of the world is trying to help Haiti. Haiti has become the center of uh, every businessman, every, every church uh, uh, helping Haiti. When I was a kid, I grew up with missionaries and I thank God for what they have taught me. They mentored me a lot and teach me about God. But there's a lot of things I learned from them. There's an American man who has taught me something that I'll never forget. And I kept it with me. He said, teach a man how to fish. But don't, don't give him a fish. Teach a man how to fish. And don't give him a fish. And I feel so sad for my country to see how people keep giving Haiti a fish. Everywhere, every country in this planet. A little country the size of Chicago, six million people. It's the problem of Haiti can solve just like this. But it is so sad. Everyone is giving Haiti a fish. But at Martin Top Ministries, we say no. We say no. We help kids who go to school, you give them an education, then you feed them for life. You feed them for life. Give people an education. Even God said, my people are perishing because of lack of education. So that's the reason why us as church, we need to be very careful how we support people. Because God is not into this business giving people fish. God will teach you how to fish. So thank you so much for helping us to send these kids to school with this $25 a month. And we have solved a big problem with these kids. They're, some of them now, they're done with their high school. They have their high school diploma. I understand here in Dubuque, if you're done with your high school, you're a normal person. It's okay. A high school diploma is nothing. But back home in Haiti, when you have a high school diploma, it's your PhD. You're ready to go to work for Mars. I mean, to work for NASA to go to Mars. You know, you become a rocket scientist with a, just a little high school diploma. <laughs> so uh, we cannot solve this problem. But in Haiti, when you solve one problem, five more problems rise up. These kids end up now sitting under a tree and not doing anything. So I need your help to pray to help us to raise money. We are about halfway with a trade school. So by next year, we can have a trade school and these kids can continue their education. And uh, God has all kind of money. You know, God, his, everything belongs to him. And I, I'm pretty sure with your prayer, and we will attend this goal and our kids in Haiti can go right to that trade school so they can take care of their family. And we can say no to poverty because poverty is not from God. Poverty is from the devil. If the devil can keep you poor, 
He controls your body. He controls your mind. He controls what you do. That's the reason why we need to teach people how to fish. This morning, also, Pastor Matt is not here, and he allowed me to preach in his church and expect to come back to find his church still alive. <laughs> He's making a big mistake. I think you all should follow me and come to Haiti with me. Amen? There won't be no cheeseburger, no Big Mac, no. <laughs> you better stay here, amen. <laughs> and uh, I just want to thank God uh, for Pastor Matt for, for his uh, trusting me, sharing his pulpit with me. He was in Haiti some time ago. He caused some problem for me. He's a great teacher. And these guys always ask me, when is Pastor Matt is coming back? Because he's a better teacher than me, amen. <laughs> this morning also I want to encourage you with the word of God when God called you to do something don't quit when God called you to do he called you to do something don't complain it's too hard I can't do it I need to stop you need to keep going yesterday when I was driving here I was supposed to stay on on 80 80 west between my wife and I and our son we decided to take 280 so I miss 61. As I miss 61, I kept driving an hour and a half past my exit. When I realized that, I said, my gosh, I wish I, I, wish I was in Haiti. Because in Haiti, two minutes I would realize it. Because the word is so bad, but here the word is so nice, you keep driving. <laughs> I mean, three hours out of my way. To come here, I wanted to spend time with our family that, that, that's hosting us here and take some time. But, and I think about it, I, I, I start getting grouchy, you know, three hours. And then God told me, remember what you're going to be preaching a little bit. Remember, <laughs> don't complain, amen. <laughs> so this morning, I just really want to encourage you. When God called you to do something, do it with joy. Do it with passion. And don't complain. Sometimes we, 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 we think God has to be there in all time. Thing has to be done always. I quit. I quit. I can't do it anymore. But in God's calendar, that's not the way it works. If you have your Bible with me, open it with me in, in, in Matthew 14. Jesus has been working hard. He never take a rest. The Bible said he's always doing something. In Matthew 14, in verse 15, the Bible said, When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already lit. Send them all to the way, that they may go into their villages and buy themselves food. These men, they were complaining because they work eight hours a day, their eight hours was up, it's time for them to quit working. They said, it's getting late. We're supposed to really release us at four o'clock. And now it's getting late. I'm telling you, when I was looking here, this brother's playing the drum, he's really good. Did you guys see that? It's very good. I thought I'm close to heaven when he was playing. Keep playing. 
the drum. The one was on the bass. Keep playing the bass. And the piano. Keep doing it. The sound system back there. Keep doing it. The one who at the door. Keep doing it. You that come here to sit here. Keep coming. Don't complain about how hard it is. You got other things to do. But when God has called you to do something, do it with joy. When you do not do it with joy, you quit. You, you cut off the blessings. You cut it off. God knows about the overtime. God knows about the, the extra hours that you're doing. God knows about the, 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 the stretch. You're stretching your, your financial to send a kid to school. God knows about that. God wants you to pass the limit. And these men, they came, they came to Jesus. They said, <laughs> it, 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 it's time to send these people home. And I'm tired. I'm tired. I can see Peter. He probably the first one who went to Jesus. Because he always talked. I'm pretty sure he was the one. He said, send them home. God knows these people are hungry. He knows that. And Jesus said, they do not need to go, go, go home. Give them something to eat. Give them something to eat. You, need, you know, sometimes we have to remove our natural eyes and put the spiritual eyes on us. Because with our natural eyes, we cannot see what God is doing. You can't. And Jesus said, give them something to eat. And then, verse 17, and they said to Jesus, we have here only five loaves and two fishes. That's all we have. Now, I'm thinking about it. There's five pieces of bread and two fishes. Someone in the crowd apparently knows it's going to be a long day and they carried a little bit of food with them. Now, it was hard for me to understand this. I used to work for CNN. There's a guy named Jim. He was a big guy. Whenever we go to Port-au-Prince to film something, and we would already have our sandwiches ready for us to eat. Everyone would eat, but Jim would never eat his food. And every day it's like this. I said, Jim, you've been in the sun all day. All day. Why you don't want to eat? He said, he said, no, I just can't eat, Willem. Look at all of these kids. They're all hungry, and I will not feel good for me to eat, and these kids are staying hungry. And I said, okay, Jim, but I go ahead and eat my own food, amen? <laughs> and I eat mine. But I still did not understand him. These people are hungry, and Jesus said, feed them. Now, let me ask you a question. These people only have five pieces of bread and two little fishes. And Jesus said, bring what you have to me. Bring it to me. Today, our society has taught us whatever we have, keep it for ourselves. Keep it for ourselves. Today, people are telling us if we have $500,000 in our bank, keep it for ourselves. We need it for our children. We need it to feed our wife. We need it to take care of ourselves. 
If we have a million dollars in, in our bank account, let's keep it for ourselves. I have come all the way from Haiti to tell you that is not true. I can show you, I can show you whatever you have. If you bring it to Jesus, your cup will overflow. Your cup will overflow. Whatever you have will not do you any good if you keep it for yourself. Back in Haiti, we have learned that every day, every single day. We got people in our little village, in a little hut, a little house that they live in. Whenever they have a little bit of food, they share it with all of the neighbors that are around. Why? Because they share it in the next day, they don't have anything. The other neighbor always brings something to them. So whatever you have, if you bring it to Jesus, you share it with other people, God will bless you. He will bless you. There is no question about it. These people who carry the five little pieces of bread with them, she could have eaten that, 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 that bread. She could have eaten it all to herself. And the other one that has the fish, he could have eaten it all. But you know what? His, their heart was breaking. Their heart was breaking. I cannot eat it. Wow. 20,000 people around me were hungry. The Bible said there were 5,000 men. If there were 5,000 men, I'm pretty sure there were at least 15,000 women. Are you agree with me? Because the women always more. Amen. Thank God for the women. <laughs> and, 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 and when you look at that crowd, 5,000 men, 5,000 men, maybe there were six, seven, eight thousand women. I don't know how many thousands of children that there were. That's a big, big, big church. God looked down. God looked at a bunch of hungry people that were there and praising Him and worship God and listen to, the, to, to, to Jesus' teaching. God was pleased with the church. If God can look down from Hope Church, if God can look down from heaven and see what Hope Church is doing, He will be pleased with the church and the power of God will move. The power of God will move. But the only way for God to move Pastor Matt should not be complained. It's time to go home. The drummer should not be complained. The musician should not be complained. The staff should be excited and passionate about what God called you to do. You should not be coming to church and, and, and take it's time to go. No. God will show later. He will not show up on your time. The Bible said, as the people, Jesus said, bring it to me. Bring it to me. Bring what you have to me. This morning, some of you will go home. Look what you have in your house. Then bring it to God. If you bring it to God, I assure you, you will, you will have what you have. But give it to God. God will multiply and bless His people with it. Amen? God will multiply what you have and give it to His people. Now keep in mind, the disciples, they were complaining, said it's, it's, it's time to send them home. In verse 19, Jesus said, you were complaining? No, I'm going to give you more work to do. Have the people to sit down. He commanded them. He put more work to them. I'm going to call Pastor Mark. I'm going to tell him, every leader in your church that complain about three services, make five services in the church. 
Everyone that's complaining about what they're doing, if, if they're complaining about the service is too short, make it last three hours. Can you say amen? It's not me. Jesus said, oh, you were complaining? Now I'm going to teach you something. Have the people to work more. Have the people to sit down. God, I can see Peter said, there are 20,000 people here. How am I going to get to work? Make them sit. Whenever God is putting extra hours on your job, there's something that's about to take place for you. You are about to be blessed. You are about to, to experience something. The Bible said, as they all sat down, and everyone sat down, and that little fish, and that little bread, Jesus took it and multiplied and multiplied, and everyone, everyone were full with food. Because of two people that decided to bring what they have to Jesus. Two people that were decided, it's not doing me any good, let me bring it to the church. It's not doing any good, let me bring it to the man of God. And he will use it, and God will multiply. The Bible said everyone were dancing, they were jumping around, there were fish, there were bread, everyone were, were, were jumping. I, I really believe those people, there were Haitian people on that mountain. I really believe so. Because the reason I say that, there's a church here, there's a back room in the back full with ice cream. Everyone walk out with their ice cream and nothing, like it was nothing. If it was back in Haiti, everyone would with joy with a big cup of ice cream in their hand. Everyone were, were so excited because they got fish and they got bread. And Jesus commanded the disciple again. One more time, he added more work on them. And what did he say to them? He said, gather all of the leftover food. Gather them all. Gather them all. Don't let anything go to, goes to waste. Now think about it, church. Think about it for a minute. There were at least 15,000 people or 10,000 people up on this place. But Jesus said, gather as many has much of food that was left. And guess what? There were 12 baskets of food that was left. Wow! 12 baskets of food? I don't, I don't get it. How come there were 20,000 people in a place? There were only 12 baskets of food that was left. 12 baskets of food that was left. And I question sometimes, why it wasn't 5 baskets? Why it wasn't 10 baskets? Why it wasn't 11 baskets? Why it wasn't 13 baskets, but there were 12 baskets of food that was left. That 12 baskets of food, one for each disciple. One basket for each disciple. Those that were working over time. Those that, 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 that God kept them on the job site. Those that God kept to, to, to work the extra hours. When God is asking you to do something, do it with joy. Because your basket is right around the corner. You may not see it. You may not understand. I'm, I cannot explain everything to you. I'm from Haiti. The only thing I, 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 I can teach you is to say, yes, God. The only thing I'm going to encourage you as I'm getting ready to go back home. Don't complain. Do it with passion. Do it with love. There will be things along the way that will distract you. That will say for you to quit. That will say for you to say, it's enough. That will say for you, I cannot go on. But 
keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing it. God will bless you. Your reward will be great. Your re- when, you see, when, when, when everyone goes home with a belly of food, when, with a belly full with food, but the disciples, they got to carry a big basket of food home to their family. Peter, he has a family back home that he had to take care of. He has wife back home. James has a family back home. Philip has family back home. Thomas has family back home. Judas has family back home. John, they all had family back home. God knows about your family. He will take care of you and he will take care of your own family. That money you probably have, you're trying to save, you're trying to keep for your family. God is telling you, don't worry. I know about your family. Do what I ask you to do. Then I will take care of them. The Bible said, the Bible said, Peter did not understand. John did not understand. But later on, later on, each of them has a big basket full with food to go home with. Back home in Haiti. There are times, my wife and I, we try to, there are times we feel like we can be very discouraged. When when, when we're back in Haiti, we would love to eat a good cheeseburger and there's there's nothing like that. You can't. There are times you would like to eat some good pizza. You can't. You feel like you want to discourage. But you keep working. You keep doing what God called you to do. You keep pressing on. You keep preaching the gospel because there will be, there will be a basket waiting for you at the end. Let me share one thing with you about God. Back home in Haiti, I have two sons. I got two sons, and I really love my children. I love them very, very much, and they both know that. In their school, there's a teacher. She takes extra time to work with one of my sons because he's not that good in math. And that teacher will take more time to work with my son. When my son came, comes home, he said, Mom and Dad, my, this teacher takes time in trying to work with me. And that put a smile on my face. Because that teacher is helping my son. And guess what I did? And I said to my wife, Why don't we invite this teacher to come to our house? Where she lives in Port-au-Prince. It's kind of hot. Up in the mountain, it's nice and cool. Invite this teacher over to our house so we can treat her well. And not only I wanted to invite her over so my wife can cook very good food for her. And not only that, because that's the only time I will have some good food. It's when I have a guest over. (laughs) That's what happens when you're married to an American woman. (laughs) I see uh, you, you want it, you go get it, you know. <laughs> and my wife would go to the store. She would buy the most expensive stuff that you don't eat very, oft, very often in Haiti. The cherries and all of that, the stuff that you don't, you don't eat every day. Because you know what? This teacher loves our son. There's another teacher in the school who doesn't like my kid. He doesn't like my son. He doesn't have patience for my son. He thinks my son is horrible. He doesn't think my son can learn. Whenever I go to the school, 
taking care of some business, I saw this teacher, I cannot look at him. And I'm praying for Jesus not to come back at this moment, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm looking at that teacher, I hate him. I don't like him. I don't like him. Because he doesn't like my, my, my son. Not like him. Because he doesn't like my son. But the one that loves my son, the one that takes time to work with my son, and I love that teacher. Let me tell something this morning, church. Jesus said I was hungry. You visited me. You gave me food. I was in prison. You visited me. I needed clothes. You closed me. I needed to go to school. <laughs> you sent me to school. The, 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 the moment was dark. There was no way out for me. But you created a way out for me. And the righteous will say to, to him, When did we see you, Lord? When did we see you hungry? Then we fed you. When did you need to go to school? We sent you to school. When did we see you in trouble? We stand there with you. When were you down? Will we come and pray with you and lift you up? And he will say, Whenever you did it to one of these little ones, you did it to me. You did it to me. When that teacher was nice to my son, he was nice to me. When that teacher liked my son, he, he, he liked me. Today, all the way from Haiti, when you do something nice for someone in the book, you did it for God. When you reach out to someone in Africa, you, you, did, it, you did it for God. When you reach out to someone in Haiti, you, reach, you did it for God. Everything that you do for someone that's good, you did it for God. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Walk over time. Reach out. Reach out. Don't get worried. Don't, get over, don't say you're overloaded. God will never give you something that you, couldn't, you cannot carry. Anything that He set before you is because He knows that you can do it. As you walk out this place this morning, as you go out this, 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 building, this building this morning, go with your head up. Go up strong. Be ready to come to church. Be ready to, to, to do something for God. Get excited about Him. Let everyone around you know that He is alive. That he's, you're working hard to get your basket to go home someday. I don't care. Do not come to church and, and come. There was a brother that, that told me something this morning. And, 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 and what he was telling me, he hasn't been coming to church since June. He goes to this church here. This morning, he was sitting in bed and a fly keep going in his face. <laughs> and, and, and he said, he kind of tried to go back to sleep again. And the fly cup in his ears. And he kept doing that. Another, another time, he tried to go to sleep. The fly goes to his nose now. <laughs> and he finally, he waked up. He, he was telling me that as I was getting my ice cream back there. And, and he, he waked up. He said he comes to church. Not only he comes to church. He was so blessed this morning. Not only that. He wrote a check for $300 to put the kids to school. He thanks God for the flies that get into his nose. My God has all kind of ways that he will get your attention. Stay strong. Do what you do it with love. With passion. And don't complain. Your reward will be great. Would you stand up with me please? Would you bow your head, please? 
I don't know why you come to church this morning. The last song we sing this morning. The last song. It is well with my soul. Last week, almost two or three hundred people were sitting in an airplane. They had no idea what's going on, what's about to take place. As they were sitting, maybe some of them went to the bathroom. Maybe some of them were reading a book. Maybe some of them were just enjoying the flight. The rockets from nowhere and take their lives away. Just like this. There's no guarantee about your life. There's no guarantee. You are not here this morning by accident. It's not, really, it's not because a friend has asked you to come. This is your day. Do not leave this place without giving your life to Christ. Don't leave this place without. Don't tell me just I'm happy to be there. It's not an accident. Anything can happen. The only thing that can be sure about your eternity is to give your life to Christ. And you will know when the, when the dark hour comes where you're going to be heading. Father, we thank you for this church. We thank you for everyone that's here this morning. I pray, Lord God, you will go before them. You will go ahead of them. There are diseases that's waiting for them outside. There are some of them that's waiting for a bad result from a doctor. But Lord God, has you changed the water into wine? Change the result. Change the result. Lord, I also lift up this church to you. Pray that this church will be a light that sits on a, on a high mountain that will shine. For your glory. Lord, I pray that everyone in this room, they are working hard so they can go home with their basket. Bless this church and bless everyone. Dans le nom précieux de ton fils, Jésus-Christ qui vive, qui règne au siècle des siècles. God bless you.